Hello, I am Feige Lieberman. Welcome to the ADHD friendly way to organize your home. In this series, you will learn how to get to grips with your clutter and how to organize with your ADHD. I will take you on an audio tour around my home. You will learn how I keep my home clutter free and organized, yes, even with my ADHD. Check out the expanded video series, including this episode on read.com, the ADHD friendly way to organize your home. Now, let's begin. Today, we're going to tackle your kitchen. The kitchen is the heart of the home. The kitchen is the place where most likely you spend most of your day. The kitchen is the place where it is so important that you only use the items that you need and that all types of clutter are banished. And what does the word clutter mean? Clutter means any item that has served its purpose for you and you don't need it anymore. It has finished its life serving you and it's just lying around. It's weighing you down, as we talked about. So, this video, we're going to walk you through the journey of how to part with your clutter items in your kitchen. We're going to teach you some methods that will help you, some real tools that will help you to start to get your kitchen organized in a way that works for your lifestyle. So, this video will be a theory session. Soon, we'll do a hands-on session in my own kitchen. If you're a note taker, it might be helpful to take some notes. Or you might want to watch this video again in order to absorb more. The kitchen is the one room in your home that may need a complete overhaul. As you internalize the lessons taught, you may start to realize that, you know, you need to completely turn around the way that you store your items in your kitchen. That's totally fine. And that's a sign that you're absorbing the information. So go for it. Okay, let's tell you a bunch of rules. First of all, most kitchens that I have worked in are not that big. If you're lucky enough to have a wonderfully ballroom sized kitchen with hundreds of cupboards, this idea might not apply to you. But if you're like most people who have a regular sized kitchen, this idea will apply to you, so take heart. It's this, in your kitchen, only keep the items that you use daily or weekly. Any items that are used seasonally or not very often should be kept either on the top, top shelves out of reach or somewhere else. Now that somewhere else could be in a garage or storage room in a container designated for that purpose. It could be if you're lucky enough to have some cupboards off your kitchen either in a laundry room or even in a hall then you could use those cupboards as an extension storage area. So use these ideas mentioned throughout the course and tailor them to your needs because I can't see your home. So, in your kitchen, 
only use items that are used daily or weekly but anything used less often out your kitchen above very high or maybe in a cupboard next to the kitchen if you're lucky enough to have that any items that are not used within about two years you know where they go they've finished serving you let them serve someone else items that are used the most often at eye level a bit above or a bit below i once had the client who was very tall she and her husband were very very tall their eye level interestingly enough was much higher than most people's so we arranged the kitchen accordingly she didn't use hardly anything from the cupboards that were under the counter because it was too hard for her to bend down that was really fascinating so we so we stored the items not used very often there one in one out when you buy a new item for your kitchen even before you unwrap it look around in your kitchen where there where you are using a similar category of items and see what you haven't been using for a while out we only use 20 percent of our belongings 80 percent of the time guaranteed half your kitchen you can part with now when you've heard the next point you'll probably breathe a sigh of relief you know your kitchen is not meant to be a showcase your kitchen is meant to look lived in you're meant to have the kettle out any gadgets that are used daily are meant to be firmly placed on the counter any activities that you do regularly should be out perhaps you use pen and paper a lot you need to have it out it gets me really nervous when i go into homes and there is nothing out on the kitchen counters the place is bare and i think myself does this woman ever live does she ever have a cup of coffee and i start to feel really really nervous because that is not how your kitchen should look part two of the kitchen series i'll be taking you on a tour of my kitchen and i will not be tidying up for you and you will see exactly what I have out. Now I've had sessions with clients on the phone and they've been telling me they feel so weighed down by stuff that, that they have in their kitchen. And I've asked them to name how many items they have out on their kitchen counters. And you know what? Very often I have more items out than them. Because it's, it's a matter of lowering your expectations and adjusting your lens you're not meant to have a spotlessly spotless kitchen with nothing out. You're meant to live. And if you understand that, when you have people over, you'll stop apologizing for the mess. Because if every item in your kitchen has a home and it reaches its home about once a week, you're fine. There's no need to apologize because when your friend or relative comes into your kitchen and sees your life in progress on the kitchen counters 
that's how it's meant to be. As long as there's no clutter and stuff that's floating, if every item has a home and it's purposely placed there for a reason, you are called organized. I had someone come over to me today and she sat in my kitchen. I had a large container of vegetables that were chopped up, marinating, ready to be roasted. Now those vegetables sat on my counter inside the container, they were contained, they were whole of course, for about two days. Then today in the morning I decided I'm going to chop them up and then I can marinate them and then later on in the afternoon I can roast them. And I did not apologize to her for the vegetables that were out. I have a waffle maker that's out on a counter. Now it's winter time, the kids like that for breakfast. It's out every day. I've got room, yes, okay, that's a different story. But I make room for it because it's a big, hefty machine and I just want it out. And then when I notice it, it hasn't been used for a few days, I say, oh, okay, the kids haven't used it for a while. They've probably gone off the phase for now. Let's put it away. It's about focus as well. The next idea is crucial for your organization success. It's this. Your entire home, but now we're focusing on your kitchen. Your kitchen has to have centers. Centers means you need to group the same type of items together. So I'm going to give you quite a few different ideas of what types of centers you can use in your kitchen. Now guaranteed you'll find more. So once you've watched this video, I would love you to go in your kitchen with pen and paper and open the cupboards and look around and find how many more centers you can find in your kitchen. So there's a baking center. If you bake, you'll have a center where you keep your baking trays. You'll, you'll have perhaps in the same place a center where you have other baking dishes. Then you might have a baking ingredient center. You might have an appliance center a place where all the large appliances are grouped together and maybe the smaller ones are grouped together there as well. You'll have a pots center, a cooking center. This is crucial, which we'll talk about when we do the demo. A place where you stand to cook and you just open cupboards and you reach out for pots, ingredients, spices, and you bring them all to one central place and you start to cook. So, a cooking centre could have spices in it that you use. Oil, salt, sugar. Keep multiple of the same items in your kitchen. Remember, keep multiple items in your kitchen of the same idea. I have currently two bottles of oil, one in the baking centre and one in the cooking centre. I have about Three, three types of sugars, one in the baking centre, one in my little tea and coffee centre, one in my cooking centre. If you use disposables a lot, you need a disposable centre, you need a stock centre, you need a 
foil and bags center. You need a cereal center. The list is endless. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just go now to your kitchen and start to look around. It's really important that you start to really put centers together. And again, this is the one room where you might need a complete overhaul. We haven't yet talked about how to organize your kitchen. We're just giving you some really important tips. Some of you might have corner cupboards or you might have these cupboards that extend into a corner that you really can't reach. Any space that you can't get your hand into counts as no space and you don't use it. So some of my clients mistakenly use that back space of a cupboard right at the edge for storage and I say no, act as if it doesn't exist. Those corner cupboards are going to be tricky, guaranteed. So you're going to find a system that's going to be good enough for you. Now, re please remember this one. Any room that you start with, you must finish to the bitter end. I know I'm an advocate of the good enough fashion, but it's not good enough if you don't finish a room. And that last little bit of tidying up all the, all the nitty-bitty ideas and moving items to a different room where they're meant to live can be really draining on your decision-making and working memory and focus. And this last little bit may be one's downfall. And here is where, please, go and ask a friend to come over and support you through the last bit, which can be the most challenging. It's helpful to talk to your friend about the vision that you want for your room, whatever room it may be, and that may give you the motivation to continue. So we've talked about ideas in your kitchen. Now we're going to talk how to do it. Now, depending on how many hours spare you have, that is going to determine how many cupboards you're going to empty. Marie Kondo advocates emptying every single cupboard in the room. Now, with my clients, who are, who are mothers usually with large families, that they don't have the time frame of five to six or more hours to work on one room. We need to work on one room for two hours, then family commitments or work commitments force them to stop, then uh, two hours again. So I leave that up to you. But the best way really, really is to empty everything and dump it on the floor. Then you've got a wonderful template of empty cupboards and you can really start to think carefully about centers, about items that are used often at eye level, a bit above, a bit below, and about the stuff that you really need. So whether you've emptied a whole kitchen or one cupboard, this is the method. Take three bags, remember from last time, one is I don't know, one is rubbish, one is recycle or reuse. Label them, okay, with labels so, it's, so you remember clearly what each bag is for. And pick up an item. Think to yourself, does it make me happy? Does it serve a purpose? Do I have should, could, would ideas going round in my head? Depending on the answer, that is what you're going to do with that 
item. And quite quickly, we're not asking you to agonize, quickly move on, move on to the next item and the next item. Now, we're not asking you to find containers. We're asking you to put, to sort through, to chuck out and to find a home for those items. Then we'll talk later about what containers to use. When we do the demo, I will show you what are the best containers that we advocate for you to use. You might want the help of a friend to help you start. Maybe that's a bit of a challenge. Okay. And once you've got into the flow, you can continue on by yourself. Remember, parting with your clutter, setting up your organizing system for your home is the gateway to your future life. It's the gateway to you fulfilling your goals in life. It's the gateway to you fulfilling your dreams and passions. It really is. Some of my clients who are Jewish have an extra small, usually small kitchen called a Pesach or Passover kitchen, where they have a lot of separate dishes that they use for just, just once a year for Passover. If you have one, when it's time for you to open the kitchen before Passover, be really ruthless and go through what you have and whatever you haven't used for two years out because space is number one priority. If you don't have a Passover kitchen but you keep your Passover stuff in boxes somewhere else, when you unpack, do the same thing. I personally would rather buy multiples of the same item year after year than to waste space storing it in my Passover cupboards. So for Passover, we have a slightly different priority. It's the space aspect more than other areas. Watch me in the demo in our next video. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. If you have any questions, please send me a Facebook message or email fagy at focuswithfagy.com. Check out the expanded video series, including this episode on read.com, the ADHD-friendly way to organize your home. If you have learned something new, I would be so grateful if you could leave a 5-star rating and a comment. This was Fagy from Focus with Fagy. Focus and clarity with your ADHD.